Howdy and welcome to a bonus-ish urgent update yeah. of the Dumb Ox podcast. Uh, welcome everybody. This is Adam and Chris. Yep. Um, I hope you all are doing well. Uh, if you haven't already heard, uh, we've got a lot going on in our diocese right now. Yeah, we got some. We got some pretty big news today. Um, and I apologize. We're this. This is. It's. What time is it right now? It's about seven o'clock mm-hmm. uh, here on Tuesday, March seventeenth. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Um, but um, today is not necessarily a day for celebration for us. We are uh, still processing this as we record, so please bear with us. Right. Um, Adam and I are both on our laptops trying to make sure that we have all of the information and resources that we want to put together. Um, so you'll hear, you might hear us typing around. So please bear with us on those. But Adam, do you want to go ahead and let's just get into it? Get into it. Yeah. All right. So if you're not already aware, uh, Bishop Joe Vasquez <clears throat> has uh, promulgated a decree today. Uh, suspending all public masses throughout the diocese. Yeah, and that's going to run until Wednesday of Holy Week, which is April 8th. Um, And his decree does say, unless it's extended or revoked by any subsequent decrees. So uh, in response to the coronavirus, uh, along with uh, all the support of health officials and other members of the diocese and priests, uh, he, he found their consolation to say we just need to suspend all public gatherings all large gatherings um, and suspend all public masses and suspend the obligation for us to attend mass right yeah he's he also lifts the obligation we are dispensed is the word that's Mm. used canonically we are dispensed from our obligation to attend mass so what does that mean why why is this happening what does that mean let's kind of just lay the groundwork and and take a deep breath um, I encourage you to take a deep breath. Adam and I have done that a few times already this afternoon. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So, why did this happen? It's it's nobody is necessarily trying to infringe on any rights. Nobody's trying to do anything. The very and nobody's trying to say that it's not that the mass is not important. Right. What we were saying is the mass is so important that it needs to be taken seriously and we need to take steps to make sure that we are not spreading the disease by doing this Uh, so uh even though bishop joe said that we will not be having public masses right we will every priest will still be offering mass during this time right uh not just on sundays but every day priests will be offering mass yeah that's what Uh, that's what the bishop has asked every priest of our diocese to do is to make sure that they celebrate a mass in the main sanctuary of their church uh I don't know if Father will use the chapel at all while, while this is going on, but he's, he's, he's already committed to doing that. And we're going to be recording and, and doing some things so that we can share those as the, as the days go on um, over the next few weeks. Yeah, so uh, in the bishop's letter, he, he specifically asks all of us to uh, not let this dry up our faith, uh, right. not to give up on our faith, and not to, for our parishes to, uh, to become... Uh, absent with grace in the sacraments right, um, right. So he he encourages us to you know con- he encouraged us just very simply very practically as the parish staff to continue our day-to-day operations and he really is encouraging us to look for um, 
ways to develop different ways and new ways of building spiritual community up during this time. And I think there's a little bit more that we need to talk about some practicalities of what's going to change at the parish right now, um, including not just masses, but other sacraments, other ministries, other meetings. Um, So maybe let's start sacramentally and then we can talk about some of the other meetings. Yeah. So sacramentally, as we said, masses, public masses are uh, no more, but uh, confession will still, the bishop asked that confession still be offered at the same time as Mm -hmm. usual. Um, until uh, until otherwise notified by right. uh, civic authorities. So uh, what it's looking like right now is that we'll still be offering confessions at the parish uh, Tuesday through Saturday. Right. Uh, from Tuesday through Friday will be from 11 to 12. Yep. And then uh, on Saturday, it's the usual 3.30 to 5. Yes. Uh, and, and in the chapel, we know that our confession line tends to get a little close. Right. And our confessionals, Father was even saying to this afternoon when we were talking... They're little. They're within that that six foot range that we're trying to maintain the social distance that we want to maintain. Yeah. So we're going to be moving the location of those. We're going to be moving them into the out to out to. Yeah, out to would be a better. Uh, we're actually going to keep it around the courtyard area. We're going to be along the wall um, is what we're looking at right now uh, under the overhang. So everybody will be in the shade. Uh, along still, the bell tower side, uh, right, Adam? The bell tower side of the pack? Yes, yeah. Um, so all, along that wall between uh, by the pack and maybe, depending on how long it is, over to Zurich a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be, we'll have markings on the ground, little chalk or X's or something saying, stand here mm-hmm. um, to set appropriate distances to allow everyone to have a little bit uh, of that isolation space in between them. Right. Um, and then as confessions end, uh, the person leaves confession, everybody will just move to the next spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that one. Um, then you've got baptism and weddings. Uh, those are two sacraments that are usually are very uh, family-centered, mm-hmm. right? Usually mm-hmm. have a lot of family and friends come in. Um, those two we will still be offering as much as we can, uh, but we will be limiting the numbers heavily uh, to... Right. Uh, the, the most immediate people, the, those immediate people necessary to be there um, mm-hmm. to help provide safety for everyone. Um, but we will uh, be doing our best to allow for access to video feed. Video feed, live streams. Well, yes, that's, yeah. it's a fluid situation. That's going to be the, the theme of the rest of this episode is you're going to hear us talking a lot about these are the different ideas that we have, but we're going to be doing a lot of work over the next couple of days to really solidify some of these plans because we know there's confusion, we know there's uncertainty with them. Right. Um, so the idea would be that if we get a live stream set up for a, a wedding, you can send that. If you mm-hmm. were supposed to have 300 people come in, you can send that link to the 290 people that weren't able to come to right. the wedding. Right. Um, and they can watch that wedding uh, from the safety of their homes uh, in their own isolation, uh, but still be with you uh, spiritually, still praying for you, yeah. uh, as well as for your children being baptized, stuff like that. Yeah, and we want to we want to highlight too that the sacrament of the anointing of the sick is still very much going to be available. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not going away at all. Father um, is still very much going to be around, and he's going to be offering that sacrament as much as is necessary and is safely done, um, right. as always. Right. So it will be discerned the, those necessary times. Um, of course, like it's not you sprain your knee. Father's not going to come out to anoint you. Right. Um, but he will be uh, assessing that need and coming out to those and. and yeah, so moving on from kind of the sacramental side of things, we've got a lot going. We have a lot going on at our parish, period, and and that is very much going to be changing. So, um, in in my world, as as in in on the formation team, uh, formation is 
the direction that we've received from the diocese and what we are going to do as we think is most prudent is that we are going to be canceling and suspending faith formation for the time being through or following what the local school district does. So right now, College Station Independent School District is shutting their schools down until April uh, 3rd, Friday, April 3rd. And so we are going to be suspending faith formation through Sunday, April 5th, um, which takes us right up to Palm Sunday and Holy Week. And so we are suspended up until then kind of taking a break and and we're going to be looking i'm going to be spending a lot of time tomorrow uh, wednesday the 18th spending a lot of time trying to figure out what are some digital solutions that we can still have some kind of formation programs um, please 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 reach out to myself or darren if you have questions about those things and you've already received emails from us about those too uh, yeah and then our general gatherings our general other ministries uh that aren't specifically formation not youth formation right um, those will most of those will be canceled for the time being. Um, you'll get updates for the individual ones, of course. From your ministry leaders, you'll hear updates. But right. it's, the rule of thumb is very much going to be if it's more than ten people, it will most likely not be meeting on campus. Yeah. Um, and if it's less than ten people, it's going to be at the discretion of the group leader. Uh, and if you don't feel comfortable, please stay home. Um, that is very much the the recommendation that we are making to everybody, and we're repeating what our health authorities are saying. Um, so that's, that's most of that there. Um, while we did say, uh, that mass is suspended and most of our events are canceled here, um, we've reiterated multiple times. We are trying to do a lot to still engage our community, our parish family. Right. Um, so I know at minimum right now we'll be, uh, trying to live stream, uh, as many liturgies as we can, mm-hmm. uh, masses, live stream, uh, record and post, or, right. Yeah. Record and post. It'll be a variety of those. Uh, we'll try to get up things like stations of the cross, uh, mm-hmm. maybe a, a rosary or a divine mercy chaplet from time to time. Um, you can, you can find a lot of this stuff. We'll, we'll post a lot of stuff on our website and on Facebook, uh, resources for you guys to follow along with us, uh, to, uh, invigorate your spiritual lives to maybe right. help you in periods where you're, uh, not, able to think of what to do next um right. our chapel uh, for the time being will actually still be open mm-hmm. during the normal during, parish hours right. right during parish hours during office hours uh so we won't be having exposed eucharistic adoration uh jesus has been reposed into the tabernacle but he's still there present mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. tabernacle so during uh regular day hours you guys can come and pray in there um i mean if you see more than 10 people please don't enter <laughs> um, <because laughs> spread out make sure you right. have your six feet of space we are trying to keep that uh, as our as our rule of thumb mm-hmm. um but we're, we're keeping it open during daytime hours and the only reason we're closing it in the evening is because we don't want anybody to vandalize our church um which usually when we have adoration throughout the night there's always someone there to make sure that that doesn't happen and it's about making sure that we stay safe making yeah. sure that everything is is protected and and taken care of and that'll give us time to clean as well to sanitize uh throughout the evening and stuff like that sure uh, because sure. we are keeping even though there will not be a lot <laughs> happening here we will be uh keeping the best hygienic quality we can um sanitizing things uh, as often Absolutely. as we can Absolutely. whenever we have events uh, so a lot of this is coming up and as we mentioned a lot of digital re- digital resources will be releasing uh, it makes me think personally uh, about what Pope Benedict said um, when he was Pope he gave a, um, a an audience where he talked about the internet as the digital continent mm-hmm. um, so I, I just wanted to talk about that and the ramifications for that for a little bit before we close up sure. here um, personally uh, when you when he meant that what it makes me think he, he was calling for people to evangelize right like, right uh, young people today they're they're active online all mm-hmm. the time they're on their phones all the time they're hardly even paying attention to people in the real world um, 
but now <laughs> we're all being forced onto that digital content. We are. Um, so we are trying to be as aware of that as possible. Right. Um, we want we want to we want to embrace the digital medium, and I think this is true of everything that we're you're going to see from the parish in the next few days. We want to embrace the digital medium without losing that human connection. Mm. Um, and I think that's one of the beautiful things. I'm incredibly grateful that we started this podcast when we did, right. because we're we're embracing this digital medium. We're able to share this, and we're able to have this conversation. And you know, for me, even talking about it with you, Adam, this is helping me to put it all in context and to make it a little bit less scary, because yeah. um, it is pretty like. Let's be honest. This is a big deal. Yeah. And and let's let's not be afraid to acknowledge that right. we're a little scared, that we're a little right. frightened, that we're a little unsure of what's going on. But let's also take a minute and say, for, you know, I asked Father Albert before we recorded this, what's the one thing you want us to make sure we tell the parish? And his response was, don't panic. Right. Um, stay true to Jesus. Stay true to your faith. And 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 but acknowledge acknowledge that it's a serious moment. But don't totally abandon everything. Don't panic yet. Right. Um, we still are lucky that in the area that we're in right now, it's not uh, as dangerous as it could be. Right. Know, we're not Italy. Right. We're not. We're allowed to go outside our house for the time sure. being, um, which other places aren't able to do that. So um, we're not definitely not in panic mode, uh, and we don't need to. Uh, nor even if we were in that point, um, where the civic authorities are having us stay in our houses, set aside. Uh, that doesn't mean that we have to give up our faith. Sure. <laughs> that doesn't sure. mean we can't yeah. practice our faith. Yeah, let's let's kind of talk about some of the spiritual kind of implications of all of this right now. Because, you know, like like we've been talking about, there's with this news today and and the news that's been constant over the last week, it feels like even since we recorded our last kind of emergency COVID-19 episode, there's just so much uncertainty. Uh, and I know that that's been in my own heart and my own prayer life is that there's been a lot of anxiety and a lot of uncertainty. And here's what I know about uncertainty. Uncertainty is not necessarily a bad thing, but we know that the enemy, we know that the devil is the one who works through this stuff to sow that anxiety, to sow that fear and that worry. And that we have an opportunity in the midst of that anxiety to turn to Christ and to say, it's funny, there's the story of Peter walking on water, right? Mm-hmm. When Jesus is walking on water and Peter's in the boat and he says, Peter, get out of the boat. And Peter Peter starts doing it and he's walking on water and it's this crazy, beautiful thing. But then Peter catches sight of the wind and the waves around him. And, he, and, and that's where we are right now. Yeah. We have all this news. We have all these things. And what happens when he realizes that? He doesn't fix his eyes on Jesus anymore and he starts to sink. But, and then, but what does he do to get out of that? He says, Jesus, help me. Lord, save me. Right. And and that's what we need to do. And he reaches out to Jesus too. He has to, Jesus reaches out to him, but he reaches out to Jesus too. And so where, where are we at in this? And how can we reach out to Jesus in this panicking as we're starting to sink as we've been walking on water? And what can we do to kind of draw ourselves back up to the Lord? So, you know, Let's acknowledge something. Um, I, I I have a couple just quips and, and things that I've pulled from various resources that I've seen on the internet. And one thing that I really stuck out to me, the master of the Dominican order, so the, the guy who's in charge of the Dominican order, of which St. Thomas Aquinas was a member, so okay. very fitting today. Mm-hmm. Um, he is in Italy, and they have been without the mass for longer than us, yeah. and they will be going through... He's in Rome, and, and they will most likely be going through Easter without it. Right. Um, right now, we're only going through Wednesday of Holy Week, although it's a fluid situation. We don't know what that may bring. Uh, but he says, you know, it's painful 
And it should be painful for us to not publicly celebrate the Eucharist. It's the sacrament of communion during this time of isolation, and it's it's when people need it the most. Um, but it's it's an opportunity for us to endure this suffering in in the same spirit of human solidarity and communion. Um, and and he quotes Saint Paul in his first letter to the Corinthians when he says, "You know, if one part of the body suffers, all the parts suffer with it." And right. so we have a real opportunity here to, you know, have a little bit of solidarity with our brothers and sisters who live in areas where. Um, across the world where they don't necessarily have access to the sacraments every Sunday or every day. Yeah, we, we have been blessed for as long as we have to Absolutely. have uh, a priest here that offers Mass every day, mm-hmm. um, as well as four parishes within 20-minute driving right. distance, right. easily drivable, mm-hmm. uh, rather than having to hike up a mountain for two hours to get to Mass and stuff like that. So right. um, we, we are now entering into that with our fellow Christian brothers mm-hmm. and sisters. Um, and we aren't just entering into it alone either. Mm-hmm. Um one of the the other thing that the uh, master of the Dominican order said that I was just really beautiful um, yeah. and really really stuck out to me was he said you know we are we are entering into a prolonged Holy Saturday there is I guess what one or two days a year that yeah. one ish technically yeah. Yeah. that the mass is not celebrated right. and that's Good Friday um, where we are entering into this you know you and me and and everybody that is going without the Eucharist, that is going without the Mass, uh, where we are going to enter into this, where the Lord is in the tomb. And and there's, there's in the Office of Readings from the Liturgy of the Hours, there's this great line in, in the second reading that says, there's something strange happening today. Um, there is, there's a great stillness and a great quiet on earth. And so in the midst of all this chaos, we can enter into that great stillness and that great quiet because we are entering into this prolonged fast and increasing our spiritual hunger for the Eucharist and, and the fullness of the Eucharist, meaning that it is the source and summit of our faith. And it is the fullness of our Christian life. And it is Jesus fully present, alive, resurrected, come back for Absolutely. us Absolutely. in his fullness. Um, yeah, what a great feast that will be for us. Um, right. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to jo- with joy. Like that first time we're going to be able to receive communion again. Once exactly. Mass is public. Exactly. It's going to be um, such a beautiful gift to be able to join to receive communion and be united with the Lord again, but to also be surrounded, surrounding the Eucharistic table with our brothers and sisters and with you, our parishioners. We're, right. um, gosh, I'm, I, you're, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more hopeful yeah. already now just yeah. thinking about that. Not that I want to see everyone crying at that mass, but it would be pretty dang awesome to see oh, how gonna, powerful I'm, cry. I'm, I'm probably going to cry. <laughs> um, it, it's, I, I'm really hoping to see how powerful that is and how much that lifts up our community after we've gone through this period in the desert. Right. After we've gotten stronger, fighting that temptation, fighting Satan, right. uh, pulling ourselves up uh, together as a community, helping mm-hmm. each other, um, and and coming out of this stronger than when we went in. Yeah. So maybe let's talk about something, some things that are a little bit more practical. Uh, what are some things that are a little bit more practical that we can really consider um, and and kind of put into practice? You know, in, in Bishop's decree, what he said was sorry give me one second to just pull okay. it up he, he says, says uh, go ahead adam you, no, you okay. got it. he said that he asked all of us to make acts of spiritual devotion in place of our sunday obligation right such as spiritual communion praying the divine office or the liturgy of the hours uh, praying for the sick reading scripture uh, and participating in devotionals like the rosary the divine mercy chaplet mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. Um, so the he, stations of the cross. The stations of the cross. He's calling us to something more. He's not calling us to 
be slothful in this time. He's asking us to pray for the church and for the world. Right. And perhaps this is a chance for us to redouble our efforts towards holiness, redouble our Lent. You know, I, I think this is a really good excuse. You know, if, if Lent's been off to a rocky start or you think it's time to reevaluate, I think you can reevaluate your Lenten disciplines and, right. and change those up. But, yeah. um, you know, he's inviting us to do this. And, and so I'm, I'm shamelessly stealing this from Michael Gormley, who um, is a pot. He has a couple other podcasts that Adam and I both listen to. And he, he's the director of evangelization at St. Anthony of Padua in the Woodlands. And he's got a website called layevangelist.com. L-A-Y evangelist.com. And so he posted this. And I'm totally stealing it. Although the mass is the source and summit of our faith, the sacred liturgy, and he's quoting from the catechism, the sacred liturgy does not exhaust the entire activity of the church. Right. Um, from the source and the summit, there's the whole road and journey in between. Right. And, and this is a time for us to really embrace those things and to embrace those things, especially in the context of our Sunday, but also of your Monday right. and your Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, on and on and on. Right. I mean, you have, now that you're not coming to Mass on Sunday, you have at least that at least hour, hour, probably, you, know, you could probably say two hours of driving there and back, Yeah, well, right? ten, ten minutes. It's Brian's Brian consultation, yeah, so point. it's okay. Maybe you got like an hour and 20 minutes. An hour and can... 20 minutes that you usually would have devoted to Christ. And if you're, sure. if you're not devoting that to Christ, bare minimum... On Sunday, right. like, like that's sad to me. Like, what? Why would we not enter into that? Why would we not use that time that we would usually devote mm-hmm. to Christ, um, as well as adding more things on top of that right now? Yeah, um, and uniting ourselves with the Universal Church more fully. I mean, uh, he said, and the bishop said to pray for the sick. Like, mm-hmm. that has mm-hmm. so much power. Um, mm-hmm. We we often think that prayer. Uh, we we think prayer is powerful for our own lives, right? But intercession is integral to the life of the church uh, i can't think about how where we would be if we didn't have the hundreds of monasteries uh, and convents of nuns just constantly in, praying, in monks for praying for us yeah, yeah. absolutely um, and, and you know this this fast from the eucharist that we're doing is going to be a profound thing that you can offer up right um you can you can choose to stew in it or um as i like to remind some of the middle schoolers well, offer it up. You know, yeah. you can, you can, you genuinely, and it's a beautiful way to offer to intercede for other people right. um, without uh, frustration uh, right. publicly. Without, right. uh, like they say, when you're when you're giving something up, don't make everybody else miserable. Right. Sure. Um, that this this is a time to really uh, offer things up, but for your own personal growth as well as other people's. Um, right. And the, Jesus does remind us when we fast, we should, you know, clean ourselves and trim our beard and and wash. And, and, and look, don't appear to be fasting. Right. Um, um, I just, I think it'd be really cool, that personal time, uh, or that, that family time right now, family parish, right? Right. Um, that Sundays, uh, being, taking the parish church and making it in, at home in our domestic churches. Yeah. Um, gathering with our spouses and our kids, uh, gathering in the living room and actually breaking open scripture, taking uh, the words for mass that Sunday or yeah. that day and um, actually talking about those as family, praying over mm-hmm. those, um, mm-hmm. or waking up each morning, gathering as a family, and uh, praying a, a morning offering, mm-hmm. like actually devoting your day to Christ, uh, even if we're stuck at home. Uh, right. But actually devoting what we do, the, the minutia of our day, mm-hmm. and offering it up and to sanctify it and offer it to Christ. Let's kind of, you know, we're, we're kind of, I don't want this to go too long. It's right. already gone a little yeah. long, but we wanted to get through a lot. But let's kind of... Give an example of, you know, what's something that you can do on Sunday, hmm. this coming Sunday when we won't have Mass. Um, mass will be recorded and will be posted so that you'll right. be able to see it. 
um, and you'll be able to participate in that way. But what's something that you can do with your domestic church, um, whether you have a domestic church where like you, Adam, you've Mm -hmm. got your daughter, Ellie, and and your your wife, wife, Olivia, Olivia. and, and, or, you know, you're somebody like me who's flying solo and, you know, you're just hanging out by yourself. Families of one. Families of one. Domestic churches of one. (laughs) Right. Um, Um, Yeah. So, I mean, we alluded to it for a second there, um, but this this 10 person limit gathering doesn't mean uh even those families of one can't get a couple of people together uh safely sure. uh or six feet apart uh, six feet apart or uh using facetime or things like that to uh gather in some way to pray um for, uh, my recommendation as the liturgist in this situation would be uh going to our website we have i put up the prayers for sunday mass and the readings mm-hmm. I, I did it for daily mass too but on sunday specifically you can go to our website at stabcs.org slash mass slash dash 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 text Um, i'll put that link in the show notes Um, but uh, you go to that page and it pulls up the text for that day whatever day you pull it up it pulls up the mass text uh, prayers and Mm -hmm. readings uh, and it'd be a really beneficial and fruitful thing for uh, not only sit down uh, and watch the videoed mass Mm -hmm. that we uh, put on our website but uh, to actually take those texts for that day. Uh, right. They're written to follow the liturgical season, to um, embrace right. this Lenten time, right. uh, which we're now entering into more deeply. And so uh, they'll be very fitting as we uh, enter into this Paschal very time. Very much so. Yeah, the church ch- and the church chooses the readings very particularly too, um, especially as we advance towards... Um, the um, Holy Triduum, Holy Week, Holy Triduum, and mm-hmm. Easter. Um, but take some time and not just pray, pray with the pray with the yeah. prayers of the liturgy, but pray with those readings too. Yeah. Um, you'll you may hear a podcast coming soon from us on on Lectio Divina, Lectio Divina, or divine reading and, and prayerful reading of Scripture. Um, if you don't see that soon, you'll probably hear it. See it in the next few days. You may be seeing more podcasts from yeah. us too. By the way, yeah. Um, but taking some time and praying with those readings as a family, as an individual, as a community of, of friends, you know, um, maybe you get your FaceTime calls going, you can all pray with them and read them together. Um, but spend some time doing that and meditate on what the Lord is speaking to you in those readings. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and as, as that continues and as you're continuing to watch Mass, you've spent some time with those readings, go ahead and, and spend some time meditating on just what the Eucharist means for us, mm. right? Consider that the Eucharist is the fullest devotion that Christ has for us because, or although the God himself has for us, if God had any, who am I quoting? I don't even, I don't even know who I'm quoting. If God had anything better to give us than the Eucharist, he would have given it to us. Mm. He has no greater gift. I don't, I'll, yeah. I will find it later, but yeah. if God had no better gift to give us, and so spend some time meditating on that and meditate on what the cost of it was. The cost of it was Jesus dying on the cross. And, and that is how the depth of the depth of the love that God has for you. And so spend some time meditating with that. And then when you've mm-hmm. taken a couple minutes, go ahead and pray. We talked about it last time we had our coronavirus episode, but make your spiritual act of communion or your act of spiritual communion is yeah, the better, yeah, the better is the better way to say that. So you uh, know. we'll give go you ahead. an example here, right? Like we'll, we'll put all this stuff online, of course, for you to find. Um, there's one clear specific act of spiritual communion that you can find online that's saint alphonsus Liguori is the one uh that's attributed to writing it yeah um so you can just say this after you've read those readings Mm -hmm. after you've prayed about the eucharist about christ's offering 
Uh, you can just say these words and and say it slowly and yeah. meditate just upon what this means and and make sure that you're saying it. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's a great way for us to close out this podcast. Actually, so mm-hmm. I'm going to read it uh, twice, uh, kind of like Alexio Divina. Sure. Uh, and that's how we'll wrap this up. Okay. Sure. Sounds good. All right. In the name of the Father, Son, Son Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if I were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, as if I were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.